0: Good morning, middle family. Wherever you are today, I hope that you are feeling bathed in love and comfort. 2020 has been a hell of a year. Between the racial violence in our nation, the seemingly unrelenting violence against black lives, the eruption of hatred and hate speech from the highest places of office in our land, COVID-19 and the 270,000 people who've lost their lives, not to mention those of us left to grieve them, it has been nightmarish. And yet it is, it is into that darkness, into the shadowy places, We light a candle of hope. We light a candle of hope, not because we can see what the end's going to be, but we know that our God is still God every day, and that we, God's people, are resilient. We light the candle of hope in the space between the now and the not yet. And friends, we light a candle of peace, not because we know all the outcomes of our lives, but we know that there is a peace that surpasses understanding. And this peace is ours to claim because we have the testimony of a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us, who have found a way together to make peace in the middle of war, peace in the middle of sickness, peace in the middle of heartbreak, peace in the middle of sadness. I am sad today because our beautiful building has burned down, but I light this candle in expectation, in hope that peace will soon come. And I light it because I know that your love is shining my way, even through this digital space. So in peace and hope, and full of love for you, I invite us to worship our God.
1: Great is your faithfulness, O God creator with you no shadow of turning we see you do not change your compassions they fail not all of your
2: Good morning, everyone I'm Amanda I'm one of the pastors of Middle Church I'm coming to you live from the East Village where I've just left Jackie and we were together in front of our beloved middle just moments ago it is so wonderful to be together in community this morning before we move into a time of prayer because I know I definitely could use a time of prayer I want to take a minute and talk especially to the little people who are watching and worshiping with us right now. So if you still have a diaper on or are eating Cheerios or goldfish, or maybe haven't been really watching that closely, listen up for just a minute. We at Middle want to make sure you know that we are here for you especially. We've had a book fair planned for you this afternoon, and of course, we're still going to do it. So we hope that all of you will still join us today at 2.30. There'll be games and puppets and songs and prizes, and every one of you is welcome. I know some of you had time this morning to talk with Miss Sarah and Cello and Sandrine and Elise and Alicia, but some of you are with us right now for the first time. And I want to let you know that when things like this happen, one of the best things that you can do is ask questions. And so wherever you are right now, or if you need to FaceTime or call somebody later, ask some questions about about what you're thinking and experiencing about the fire that took our church building yesterday. This morning, as I left out the door again, my four-year-old said, Mom, is the church still on fire? And I was so happy to say, no, the church is not still on fire because so many people came yesterday, so many helpers to put that fire out. And I also asked my kids if they had a favorite part of the building that they'd like to remember. And Levi and Skylar said, upstairs where they learned things. And Zane said, the sanctuary. And I want you to share with someone around you right now what some of your favorite parts are of the building too. Elijah last night told us that she loved that there was always a seat for everyone at Middle. Amen, Elijah. So this morning, young people, this prayer, we're praying with you as well. We love you, and we know you'll continue to ask questions as we move through this together. Let's pray together now, family. and in despair i bowed my head there is no peace on earth i said for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth goodwill to people god when we heard the news yesterday there was no peace on earth God, when I ran to middle in the middle of the night, like a scene out of a nightmare, rain pouring, orange flames, flaming. There is no peace on earth, I said. And God, as you often do, you forced me to stop for a minute. So I stopped, standing alone, surrounded by sirens and lights and people I didn't know, in front of a burning historic building asking questions that you may also be asking. Why? Why this year? Why this church? God, where are you? And then I saw you, the massive, powerful blasts of water from the hoses, no longer rushing into the building to stop the flames, but rushing rapidly out of it, out of the windows, uncontrollably rushing out of every window, every crevice onto the street. And I realized that was you, God, weeping, weeping uncontrollably with us. And you reminded me, I've been weeping too. I've been weeping this whole year at the racial injustices, at the economic strife, at the lives lost to COVID and the way that racial injustice and public health disparities play out in the death count of a disease that has taken more black and indigenous and brown lives than white lives. I've been weeping with you, Middle Family, every time a person is hungry, every time a woman isn't believed, every time someone can't pay their rent because we have a country that's not supporting us through a pandemic. I've been weeping with you, Middle. We've been weeping together, haven't we? Inside those walls well god says i'm crying still and last night i showed you my tears pouring out onto the street meeting you where i've always been and middle those weren't just my tears god says that's my spirit too rushing uncontrollably out of the walls with love and justice, finding you on the street where we've always been. Oh God, today we need to weep. We need to be reminded that weeping is okay. And we need to be reminded that you weep and move with us. So God, in our weeping and in our worshiping, let us pray now together a prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, ever loving and holy God, how will it be your name? Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for yours is the reign, and the power and the glory forever amen Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Amanda, for that gorgeous prayer. Thank you so much, beautiful music team, for pivoting today and making making this amazing worship happen. Friends, today's scripture lesson is found from the book of Isaiah. It's chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Listen now for a word from God. Comfort, comfort. every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice cries out, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of God blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God, our God will stand forever. Get you up on a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good tidings, lifted up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. God's word is with him, her recompense before her. God will feed God's flock like a shepherd and carry the lambs in her arms, carry them in her bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you say a prayer with me, please? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. As we seek to hear a word from you, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer, amen. As Amanda mentioned earlier, she, Gloria Moy, Lila Boyer, Cheryl, Cochran, Novell Williams, bunches of us today went by the church again this morning to have meetings. Pete Grenfell joined us. Dan Lehman from the Collegiate Church. Just checking one more time on inside the building, the church house part, the 50 East 7th Street part, looking once again at the skeletal remains of our sanctuary. Guys, it's a tough sight to see. It is a tough sight to see. And I know you've seen pictures. I know you've seen videos. It is startling to stand outside the church and see what remains. And I just wanna use this moment to thank all of the people from the collegiate church who've been holding us, praying for us, the way Damaris and Andrea and so many came to be with us yesterday, the way we are one family bound together in cords that can't be broken, Thank you Will for holding the space of grief last night. Thank you to all of the people who came last night to pray with us and for us. It is your prayers and your love that give me the kind of ability to speak right now as I reflect on tidings of comfort and peace. Standing outside the church, we are teary and sad and the waves of grief come over and over again. But also like you, we are full of memories of this place that has held us for so long, that has held generations since 1892. I remember the very first time I came to Middle Church. Felicia Thomas was on staff with Gordon Drott and had invited me to come worship for Easter. I was a grad student, back at at Drew working on a PhD. She said, come hang out with me for Easter. And I did. I pulled up in a cab on uh, second avenue and got out of the cab and saw a jazz band playing on the front lawn. I'll call it a lawn, but playing out front. And I was amazed at that. I love jazz. I was greeted at the door by Danita Branham with her beautiful curly hair. And I believe a drag queen, but I can't be sure and invited in and hugged all the way to a seat. I sat close to the front because I just wanted to feel the vibes. Uh, The front is still my favorite, but I sat and listened to the Middle Church Choir blow me away with beautiful music. We had trumpets that day and the, the hallelujah chorus was just like, Jesus was coming again and the angels were watching over me, my Lord. The gospel choir threw down, I believe Kendall Thomas sang a solo that day and I thought, what kind of place is this? The second few times I came, I came to study the church. So I had focus groups with the choirs, focus groups with old members, heard stories of middle from the, you know, from the 70s and the 80s when Jarice Johnson started the gospel choir. I heard stories of all the ways that Gordon and the community, uh, Burry Marinson, all of the folks held this community during the times of the AIDS crisis, how we flung open our doors so that people could come and do funerals. What kind of place is this? I had come to study what it is about leaders who can hold multiracial congregations. And I was just mesmerized by Gordon's, what we call schmoozability and how everybody felt loved and seen uh, in his presence. The church was smaller then, but it was deeply, uh, deeply intimate and lovely and warm and joyful. And somewhere in the conversations that we were having, Gordon decided that that he was falling in love with me and I was falling in love with him. I don't mean anything by that. I just mean falling in love with each other's leadership and invited me to apply to be the person that would succeed him. I had a chance to preach in that context on King Day, 17 years ago, 18 years ago. And I remember standing on that pulpit that big white marble pulpit with the green pillow. Remember that? and leaning over the edge of it and telling the people that were gathered, you are what, you are what heaven looks like. If there is a heaven, and I believe there is, it looks like this. And I started listing. I said, you know, we're black and we're white and we're Hispanic, I said, and we're gay and straight. And Gloria Moy said, and we're Asian. <laughs> and I said, that's right, Gloria. Danita Branham teased me that day. She said, I don't think we were nearly as multiracial as you saw us, but I had a dream and I saw what we could be. And my goodness, we have become that and more. We love all the people, all the ways we are indigenous and Latinx and Asian and black and white and gay and straight and bi and trans. And we were 400 members then and we're about 1400 members now. Oh my God, I fell, in love with, I fell in love with this place in those first days. I remember the very, very first time that I left the sanctuary with the gospel choir to go march in the pride march, how it felt like Christmas, how worship was so incredibly badass and joyful. And then we like flew out of the church and walked to the subways and head uptown, and got through the crowds and waited and waited and waited until it was time to march. And while we wait, we sang. We did that in the rain, we did that in the sun, we did that with umbrellas blowing in the wind, we did that hot, but we did it so many times, 17 times now, I've done that with you. Each time more special, each time more amazing. John and I got married at Middle Church in 2005. We thought if we put our wedding on Memorial Day weekend that nobody would come, because who would come on Memorial Day weekend? But in fact, our sanctuary was packed out, like it was Christmas Eve, full of loving people. The funny story is that my, you know, John and I have been, we had done that before. So we were pretty unorthodox about our wedding. I wore a black (laughs) evening gown (laughs) that I had bought with proceeds from the first book I wrote and John was black tie. We went to dinner first at Pangea, came to Middle for the wedding ceremony, and then went across the street to the Sensen Lounge with a bunch of you all to dance. Yes, the Cinsen Lounge. The sanctuary was beautiful. You were there with love. Kendall Thomas went to buy more champagne because we ran out. You all loved me into my marriage with John and have been so important to us ever since. We've had some adventures at Middle Church. Everything isn't always peachy keen. Sometimes we've had some tough conflicts. but We've walked through them together. Congregational meetings and conversations that have made us more open, more transparent, more loving, more generous. And then there was the time that Charles Randolph Wright and I stealthily made some of the Jesuses in the sanctuary dark. Do you know this story? Do you know that David Correns, who was the um, set designer for Hamilton and for the Oscars came to the church with cells, with, I I think I'm calling them the wrong thing, but gels, that's what I should call them, gels, and went behind the stained glasses and used different shades of brown, beige, and taupe so that the Jesuses in our sanctuary are different colors. And of course there was CBS, A Bold New Love, wild, crazy, incredible, intense, Filmed more than once. Filled the sanctuary with people. Gorgeous, stunning. Bold new love that we will show again this Christmas, guys. We've had so many adventures, and 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 those are just just some of mine, some of my memories. And of course, in these days, in these last two days, I've gotten so many messages from all around the globe. Have you? I mean. Father Michael Lapsley from South Africa. Father Michael Lapsley from South Africa, praying for us and thinking about it. Friends from the American church in Paris, praying about us and thinking about us. People from Australia, activists and ministers that we do work with, thinking about us and praying about us. People from all over the globe, all over the country, because do you know why? Because it isn't just our church that burned. It's their church that burned because of the work that you've been doing, middle family, because we were too small in some way in our sanctuary and started making a digital church seven years ago, people all over this nation and all over the globe call our church their church. Some 206 people have joined since we, since we closed the sanctuary for COVID, Ireland, Paris, all over the place. They've written us love notes, Valerie Core says, This is the first church that she felt as a sick American where where as a little girl, she grew up with people saying, you're not Christian and you're going to hell and all that kind of stuff where she felt like this was her home. Laura Jones sent us a hug this morning. Our church is her church. Marvin and Vaughn wrote the most beautiful note amongst the choirs, remembering that they got married here twice, that Liam got baptized here. We did the letter writing campaign to support gay marriage together, remember guys? And the the beautiful queer icon paintings around the sanctuary. The organ that Cameron Carpenter designed for us, the organ that I signed for to pay at the collegiate church, even though it was $500,000 and that was not my signature level. I did it because I didn't know, but we did it and we lived to talk about it all of the choir voices being raised up to sing the little magic girl passion, the Christmas Eve celebrations, my favorite soulful Messiah, rocking out Jesus Christ Superstar. We got a note today from Carol Doyle, who's back, who got baptized at the church, her daughter got baptized at the church, her grandson got baptized at the church, but even though she's moved away, middle is her home, thanking God that no one was lost. Thank you, Carol. And this is my favorite note that I've read so far. I don't have permission, but I'm going to read it anyway because it's in my inbox. But I got a letter from Jeff Bridgman. And if that name sounds familiar, Jeff is Graham's dad. Jeff says, quote, my child Graham informed us of the devastating fire this morning. I'm so sorry. I realized it was a building, not the church that was destroyed, but it was a place of so much life too. The memories, the songs, the laughter, the tears have sanctified the wood and the plaster. Oh, that's a preacher. Sanctified the wood and the plaster so that God's love was part of it too. Places are important. Jeff says, as a pastor, I can't think of anything worse than this sudden loss. I know our staff will be forever looking for those books, those photos, those mementos of ministry. I grieve those losses with you. And this is my favorite part. I'm grateful for all you've been to the community you serve. It was there, my child, we discovered faith. It was there he served in leadership, in worship and service that blessed him as much as others. It was there that he and Francis were married. I will not forget dancing down the aisle of the sanctuary as the wedding began, nor my teary hug and joyous dance at the reception with you, Jackie. You're in my prayers. Do you hear that? Jeff's dad claiming Graham, his child. We've come out at Middle Church. We've become at Middle Church. We've gotten married at Middle Church, baptized at Middle Church, wept and mourned at Middle Church, thrown open our doors on 9-11 at Middle Church so people could come and wash dust off their face and have a cool drink of water We've raised children at Middle Church. We've buried loved ones at Middle Church. You've got memories. Maybe you'll take a moment and write some of them in the chat, maybe you'll send them to me an email. We'd love to know what you're thinking about and at Chat and Chew today, we'll talk more about your memories. But listen, friends, we hurt so badly Our grief is excruciating because our love is so great. We are crushed so severely because our joy has been so strong. We're connected to this space, to this place. We're devastated because we love it so much. If we didn't have such strong love and such fond memories, we wouldn't be in so much pain. I think the grief is a testimony to our love and that our tears are a comfort, like the prophet said. We're comforted because we mourn. We're comforting because we feel so deeply. And these waves of tears, you guys have been telling me this last day, come in like surprising ways, suddenly breaking down again, suddenly almost unable to breathe. That's me too, but And if I'm honest, today I'm having just a little anger with my grief. Why? Why a fire? What happened? We don't know that's being investigated, but gosh, I'm so sad about it. And I'm mad about it, I am. And something else, is also beginning to happen. I'm beginning to imagine that out of these ashes, out of our grief, something is going to emerge that will surprise us and delight us. Something about the way we'll be church together, something about the way we'll rebuild, the way we'll make more space maybe even get that corner lot and be able to increase our footprint. Something about the way we'll be able to make a space for children to learn in a freedom school and adults to gather and the community to be a center and art to happen and love to flow. Something is beginning to happen inside me where I understand the scripture today that calls us to prepare a way for our God is actually right on point that out of the grief, out of our sorrow, out of the ashes, we are going to speak into existence something powerful and profound, something that will be a church for all of the nation, for all of the globe, a place where revolutionary love is spoken, a place where where just love is enacted, a place where grief and dance Justice and play, righteous indignation and joy will all commingle, a place where all of our multi-everythingness will not only survive, but thrive. what will thrive. I'm beginning to feel the beginnings of that as well. Our weeping will last for more than a night, middle family. but as we say the thing, claim the thing, conjure the thing together, our tears will also turn to laughing once again. And our joy will be unspeakable once again. And we will make new memories together, new memories to go along with the old ones together as we make a way for our God to be God to all the people, to be known to all the people, discovered by all the people because of the way we do church and the way we do love, because everybody's welcome just as they come, because we know God has many names and speaks many languages and this loving God, this revolutionary God is one that God's people need to be in relationship with. It's so hard today. And Amanda and our staff and I and our board are here for you as we grieve. And we're also going to rebuild together. May it be so. I have the great honor to be married to a pastor. And so when you're broadcasting live from the East Village, I get to invite John to join me, to join us in this ritual of communing with our God who is good. We remember on this Advent day, as we celebrate a living God in the midst of scorched memories that often Jesus was with friends. And after giving thanks, he took bread, which today, thanks to Natalie Perkins, are cookies, and broke it and said, this this is my body broken for you. Amen. Whenever you break it, do so remembering me. I invite you to eat your waffle, your cookie, your bread with us now.
1: This cup has sometimes been referred to as the cup of new beginnings. And so today, as we share this cup, let us be reminded that the story continues. Our story continues and possibilities abound. Out of our grief and lament come new beginnings. And so I invite you to share your water, your tea, your wine, your coffee, As a way to remember the one who first lifted this cup for new beginnings and has shared it with us amen.
0: We break this bread. And we share this cup. On a journey full of memories with our hearts broken and our church in ashes, knowing that we will journey to someplace different than this excruciating grief, because we are resilient in the name of love, in the name of love. Let us pray. Good and holy and gracious one, we ask that you would hold us as we mourn, hold us as we, try to make meaning of this and hold us, God, as we speak your name and prepare a way for you to be known, not only to us, but to your people everywhere. We ask that you would hold us and keep us in the center of your will and close to your heart. Amen.
3: You know me, I believe, Uh, but those of you who do not, my name is Darren Johnston, and I am the chair of the consistory here at Middle Collegiate Church. The consistory is our board of elders and deacons. And when I tell you today that serving as your chair and serving this beloved community is one of the great honors of my life, I mean it with all my heart, because we are a beautiful community and we serve a mighty, mighty God. On Tuesday of last week, um, I actually got to go back to middle, to the, our physical building. Uh, for the first time since March, there was some official business of the church that had to get handled in person. And so uh, I, I went to our physical building. We, you know, nobody, there was only a couple people there and no one got near each other and everyone had masks on. But I said, Novell before I left, I said, you know, I haven't seen the sanctuary since March. Would you mind if I took a peek? Novelle unlocked the door and I got to look inside our sanctuary. And it was dark. And it was quiet. It wasn't filled with all the beautiful life like in the song we just heard or in the way our memories hold. But it was humbling and sacred and beautiful. And I felt all of your imprints, all of our thumbprints, our heart prints that have filled that space to the rafters time and time again. And I thought I was just getting to say hi to my home after nine months away. And what I learned, of course, yesterday is I was saying goodbye to that physical home uh, for the the last time. And outside of the church yesterday, a reporter came up to me at one point and he uh, asked me what it was like to see this old and uh, renowned church destroyed. And I looked at him kind of quizzically. Yeah, I said, the church was not destroyed a building burnt down a building that we love a building that is our home where so many of us have felt welcome that didn't always feel welcome in other spaces a building burned down but this church is still up you know this our church our building our building burning down comes in the heels of this COVID 19 pandemic when in march we shut down at a moments notice and we immediately pivoted and we started doing virtual worship online so that you could feel middle in your homes and all the spaces that we inhabit that this beloved community inhabits we started rent relief programs because we knew that some of our people might get kicked out of their physical homes we started doing caring education and classes so that everyone would be held including our anti-racism trainings all of the ways that we have always shown up in the world when we could no longer gather at that space starting in March, we continued and will continue to show up in the world. It is uh, a, um, a powerful and shattering loss to see this building that we have called home smolder, to see our sanctuary in ruins, to see it smoldering. But as I stood in the rain yesterday, in front of that building, our community showed up. Our community was praying. Our community was taking care of the women in the shelter next door who had no other place to go and making sure that they were okay. Our community was singing. Our community was caring for one another. Our community was triaging. Our community was getting out of the building what we could do and I saw the church, our church, in all of you. I I thought to myself that the sanctuary had burnt down, but I found sanctuary in all of you. And that's the thing. The building burnt down, but the church is still up. That does not stop. We do not stop. We will keep going. And of course, we have to rebuild our home. We will continue to gather powerfully in this digital space. We will continue to gather powerfully in the streets as we have always done on issues of LGBTQ rights and the pride march in Black Lives Matter protests. We have always gathered in the streets and we will continue to do so. But of course, we must rebuild our physical home. I don't know about all of you. I think back about meeting my fiance Janae there. I think back about getting baptized there as an adult. I think about seven years ago when I had a really hard time and was having a really bad depression. And I needed a safe place to land. And every week, Middle was my safe place to land. I knew that if I went to that building, I would be okay. So we're going to rebuild. And we have to rebuild. We're going to build our home. And so what I'm going to ask you, we're going to talk turkey for a second. We need I need you to dig deep. I need you to look at your year-end spending, what you're doing for your maybe your Christmas presents, or maybe you have donations going on, or anything like that. I need you to dig deep and think, what can I give to middle this year? As you think about your budget for the new year and the year ahead, I need you to dig deep and think, can I tithe a little bit more to middle? And I hate to be this blunt middle family, but if you think that middle has been there for you, I am asking you to be there for middle. And that will mean different things for different people. For some folks, if you can give two extra bucks a week, that would be a game changer. If some of you can write larger checks or do other things, that would be a game changer. But what I implore all of you middle people, this community who I love so much, I implore you and I ask you to dig deep and to show up for this community that has showed up for all of us so that we can rebuild. There are a lot of ways to do that. The easiest, of course, is to go to middlechurch.org slash donate. Uh, If you have other questions, you can, of course, go to Jackie, Amanda, or myself, because we need to rebuild. We will rebuild. We need all hands on deck to do it, and we will do it together, and we will come home, even though we already are. Thank you.
4: Lord, the Lord which made heaven and earth. He said he will not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee Keeper, the Lord is my shade upon my right hand. Upon right the sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve. and <laughs>
5: join us in prayer ever-loving and holy God as we watch these performances we are reminded as our wonderful Graham shared yesterday online there's a reason we call this place a sanctuary but we're also reminded that we feel this way about the sanctuary because of the people in it and the actions we do in this space Lord thank you for these offerings and gifts from our congregation our loved ones, and our community supporters. Guide our hearts, our minds, and hands as we use them to rebuild our sanctuary. As we use them to not only rebuild our church, but continuing our journey to rebuild our world. Through worship services like this one today, through rent relief, through programs that teach and hold all of our spiritual family, we have tears to shed and construction ahead But Lord, you know that we're still here. Our love continues, and we'll use these gifts to keep it going. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you middle church choir and john thank you elizabeth and gospel choir thank you everybody for this beautiful beautiful day uh, some of you are writing notes to us about how you can donate if you go to middlechurch.org donate it will let you know about how to text how to um, use facebook how to use venmo no cash app but definitely can mail to 50 east 7th street uh, new york new york one zero 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 three and we're grateful for any of the ways that you can help us This music has me feeling teary and joyful and wishing I was in the sanctuary, but also really clear that our help comes from God. We can lift up our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. We serve a God who loves us no matter what and can do more than we can ask or imagine through the power at work within us. So however you're feeling right now, middle family, however you're feeling family across the nation, across the globe, be with those feelings, feel your feels. Your feelings are the things that will heal you. And God is there for fist shaking, for tears, for hallelujahs, God is there. And we're here too. We're here for all of us. We will get through this together. So may the grace of God, the friendship of Jesus the Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be a comfort to you and give you peace. I love you. I love you so much.
2: Bye.
1: by brick